0: getting cool here in the fall months of the season. 2023 is wrapping up, but we're just getting warmed up here on the Sunday card. It is week number seven in the NFL. It should be a lot of fun with the picks, the picks, the picks. Dan Zampano, Maddie Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone is back. Our esteemed producer, always looking great as usual, Matty. Finally, I won a week. I'm just gonna say it. I won a week. Finally, I just want to acknowledge it. And even though we went head to head and I lost again, I felt pretty good about it because I gave up some really good advice, and it happened. And I'm gonna celebrate that. And we're gonna celebrate with another winning week this week. I think
1: the right side is the winning side. Um, you know, so I got I snuck out that Bengals win, uh, yes. even though it did not look like it was going to happen necessarily uh, after the Bengals totally stalled out in the offense of the first half, but. Uh, I'm just still hurting and reeling from the Chargers effort on Monday night (laughs) versus the Cowboys, just just punishing me from a winning week, punishing me for not hitting the Magic line Parlay, which would have been Uh, just a a big one. We hit the whale. We hit the big play that we had to on Sunday. It was the first whale play of of the year, really. It was the biggest one of the year that we put out, and the Chargers just couldn't come through, and it was that one. Still hurts. Still hurts. Well, I know we had suggested the Colts as the other one, so I'm glad we didn't take that
0: one. That would have been, I mean, and maybe it would have felt. And we suggested the Bucks, right? So that was about. Can you imagine if we had the Browns <laughs> with the Jets and how? That must have been. I think that was twelve to one. Twelve to one to win that one.
1: It, it must have been. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I bet that the parlay would have been, you know, 15, sixteen to one. I would have bet or something. You know, yeah. if we hit it with them with the Jets, but. I mean, there was no way, I mean, I, I wrote you that we, we were talking about it live on the show and we, some we were checking the live odds as we recorded last week and it was all the way up to 10. So I hopped on the 10. Cause I was like, I did agree with you that it went too far. Uh, I didn't, you know, little did we know Christian McCaffrey would go out and Debo Samuel would go out and there right. would be that much, that much bad weather, uh, with Brock Purdy letting balls slip right out of his hands and his, and his wind up there. But, uh, I mean, man, PJ Walker got the job done. What well, the defense got the job done. The defense, the got defense the got, got the, the
0: job so done, uh, Unfortunately for me, Michigan man Jake Moody misses the kick, but fortunately didn't matter anyway. Yeah, Brown's defense is just legit. It's just Jim Schwartz knows that offense inside and out. He's been going up against it since the late 90s and Mike Shanahan. Like he knows it. And that was that was a clutch prime thing that we ended up nailing that one. And I'm really happy about it. Obviously. We gotta start with your Jets, Lewis, though. I mean, Lou, you have to be – you're going in the bye week. You're 3-3 three and three without Aaron Rodgers. There has to be some part of you that's like, okay, this wasn't supposed to happen. Now we beat the Eagles and we beat the Bills. I mean, is some part of you like maybe this is happening?
2: A big win, big win. Uh, and guess what? We're not losing this week. So No, a, we're not. I'm a happy camper. This is my favorite week of the year because I don't have to sweat it too much. <laughs>
0: As usual, bye week's the best week, you know, it's just great So, I mean, I was, I, I I knew we had to do it I knew we had to play it and play the money line as well Just because it was a spot, Matt I mean, it was take against the undefeated team I agree with you, there was no way we could take the Browns With PJ Walker on the money line But again, it was a spot It was like, we will bet against the undefeated team till it dies, regardless of what it is And bingo
1: well, and, and we had seen it too. It wasn't just that they were undefeated because again, we felt much better about the 49ers being undefeated, did not think that they would lose that game outright. And they did, right. but you know, we, we had seen that there was something missing with the Eagles and, and highlighting it that, you know, the offense was just not quite the same. And this the secondary is still dealing with injuries that they're getting a little healthier now, but um, the secondary for the Eagles has been a problem for them for so far this year. And You know, we just kind of saw it coming. We're like, they're kind of getting by in these games, but they're not the same Eagles team that they were last year. So um, it it felt like a game they had to get out of their system where they finally went up against a really good defense, even without Sauce Gardner. Right. That was the big thing. I'm like, we're done. We're dead. Because that was one of my main points was like, the corners are bigger
0: to be able to cover the bigger. And of course, A.J. Brown just ate everyone's lunch. But so did Garrett Wilson, man. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I love, I wish... That someone else drafted Garrett Wilson, but I love watching him play. I just love that
1: kid. And old Brees Lightning, Brees Lightning is yeah. again. We took the restrictor plates off him a couple of weeks ago, and man, he is like maybe you know top five running back in the NFL when he is just getting as many touches as he can. He is so fast.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um,
1: the mind melds one and one.
0: Um, obviously hitting the Rams. I mean, that was a little e. Little scary in the beginning, but I never felt like we were ever out of it. I thought McVay would figure that one out. And then the Bucks, man, just bl- they didn't really lay an egg defensively. I thought they did well and like kind of held them down. They made explosive plays, to the Lions, but just never could get anything going offensively for Baker. It was like it drops and third downs came back down to earth. Like it was, it was tough.
1: It felt reminiscent of the game that they played against the Eagles on, uh, was that Monday night yes. or what primetime game they played? And it was like, they were awful, but there was just in, in every key moment, they had a mistake. And you know, it was like, you know, most they were able to move the ball decently, but when it came down to third downs or, or crucial times, they, they were just not executing well. And Baker, Baker didn't have his best game for sure.
0: They never got the turnover that they had usually got in these past couple of games. So that was a little bit disappointing. And of course we we hit the Rams, which was nice to minus seven big number. That was I mean, we saw that so well, both of us. That was great. But obviously we had you had the Colts and the Chargers both lose the Colts won, at least it's an easy loss considering there was kind of a blowout the Chargers were just a kick in the nads man I mean that was tough
1: yeah like I said the Colts was I didn't have a ton of conviction on it. I was playing the spot and now you know first team to not be tied or trailing by three in the fourth quarter because I think they were up by like what two scores to start the fourth quarter of the Jag and they didn't let it go. So um, no, that was a blowout. So we could, we could throw that stat out the window as far as teams coming back from <laughs> London. Now, you know, it's like, it was a small sample size to begin with. And it's like, yeah, this is why you don't rely on small sample sizes always. And it's small, in a very niche thing that doesn't take in team to team accounts. And the, the chargers, I, I don't, I don't know, Dan, I don't know what's going to do it, but you know what? I took the Chargers at less than three points. You always got to take the Chargers in more than three points. Yeah. always got to take the Chargers. That's more very
0: than true. People. It's very true because it's like you know that they're going to be in a three-point game, and the fact that they, that game was two and a half, it was just yeah.
1: They either win or they lose every game by exactly three, That's exactly like, three like, points.
0: Three. There's no in between. There's no in between. I was telling you, I was just we were talking about it before, and I was like. I was miffed about, like, Keenan Allen going out of bounds before the sticks on the last drive. But there were so many plays. But Herbert was terrible. I mean, it was the worst game. That was maybe the worst game I've ever seen him play. You just missed so many open throws. And even Dallas, though, Dallas just not taking
1: points and going for it on fourth down. And then the Chargers going for it on fourth down. Like, it was just a, kind of a dumbass. Yeah, see. We, we were texting during that game. We were like, this is just a battle of two dummies. Like, it felt like McCarthy <laughs> was trying to, like, We know Staley was doing his like typical Staley thing where he wants to be aggressive at all the wrong times and then be conservative at all the wrong times. And then McCarthy just felt like he like felt like he had to match or something like that. Like he's like, Oh, I know this guy's gonna, you know, really put his stones on the table and go for it here. And he was, he just doesn't, I don't know. I I don't get his play calling at all. Kellen Moore. And it was, it was so weird to the red zone. There was that one red zone possession that the chargers had where they ran Eckler wasn't listening to Herbert call him in motion for yes. whatever reason. He was shaking Herbert off, and Kellen Moore is on the sidelines grabbing his head because I think Eckler messed that up big time. Uh-huh. I think Eckler is, is totally in the wrong for that. Then they run a wildcat play, and then they're so out of whack from running that play that they couldn't get to the line. They either had to take a timeout or delay a game on the, on the third down because it was so screwy with what was yeah. going on. So that, no, you texted, was just, me,
0: you texted me the exact order of this, and you said, one- Wildcat run, two echo shaking off motion from Herbert, mind blown. Three, getting the ship play in last second, being so rattled from the play before, what a mess! <laughs> like such a good text, like back and forth, and just saying that it. It was like it was great. So tough, brutal loss, man. But hey, you made it back on on the on the, uh, the Bengals, which uh, you want to talk about brutal losses? Seattle yeah. in the, Seattle in the red zone in the second half made me want to throw. Up, mind me, want to drive off a bridge? Whatever thing you want to be able to say. Seattle had the ball four times inside the ten and got three points. Have you ever heard of something like this? I mean, I, I, it boggled my mind because I knew I was like looking at Geno Smith, like the guy is dancing. He has happy feet. He looks like Michael Jackson back there doing doing the Thriller. I mean, he literally was so rattled, and and they had the Bengals' offense was not back. I mean, it wasn't back. It wasn't the first half. Second half, like it was completely figured out. They did nothing in the second half. It was so frustrating.
1: No, the Seahawks defense looked good in the second half. Like as, as much as I was saying, I don't think they've been playing that great this year. They they stepped up in the second half, and if they play like that the rest of the year, they Seahawks are definitely a team trending up. As much as they just took a loss, I feel like they're a team trending up for the rest of the season.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Specials, Lewis.
0: You know, I I felt like you didn't. I felt like you know. That was a little bit of a throwaway pick with the San Francisco 49ers. Like, it was
2: just like, yeah, they're going to beat them. You I know? I thought so. And then McCaffrey and the the team's banged up. And yeah. you're right, though. The Browns defense is really good. You know, it's uh, yeah. you, you have it in the ratings, you know, as much as I go back and forth with you about the ratings and <laughs> like a little more eye test versus the stats. It's um, no, you're right. It's uh, I mean, the fact they didn't win at all, that missed kick is really just, you know, but we're, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to get right.
0: I, I agree. I agree. There's there's room for improvement, yes, but it's like the room will be infiltrated. Like we're going to do this. We're going to get it done. Uh, Magic money line parlay, like we just talked about. Jets, the big wig. Chargers let us down. It was like the worst team they'll possibly let us down. It was that a definition of shock therapy, right? It's why
1: I never use the Monday night game. It's like just waiting around
2: all day I for that was brutal.
1: You said that as a thing, but. Under the weather, man, just keeps on rolling six and oh, on the
0: end of the weather.
1: And we're getting it. Like I said, the last week was really the week. You got a lot, of more, lot more weather lot this week. You know, you got as much as we have three less games to pick from this week with six teams on bye, which, if we could go into the NFL, two teams on bye, then four teams on bye, now six, six teams on bye. Mm-hmm. Now, next week, we have no bye weeks. That's what crazy. are we doing? Yeah, we got to figure what out what is going situation. on.
0: It's it's I, 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 it's because the international series is is screwed up a lot of teams too. It's like teams can choose to take the bye if they want. You know, it's like what the heck?
1: We got to go back to like two international teams. Uh, it's it's so it's getting annoying. too much. It's too much.
0: Uh so that is what ends up happening, Matt. I just want to talk about some trends really quick. Last week, week six, favorites ten and five for the favorites last week. Pretty good week for the favorites. But the Unders are what we need to talk about. 12-2-1 in Week 6. The best week for Unders since 1996. Can you believe that one? Here's a couple more stats. These came, Evan Abrams, that's a great stats this week. Actually, Network. Last week was just the second time since 1994 that nine teams won games without scoring 21 points. In fact, Matt, Let me ask you a question. We had 15 games last week, so 30 30 teams played last week. How many teams do you think scored less than 21 points? 19? 20, 23 teams scored less than three touchdowns. 23. Only seven teams scored more than 21. It's it's mind-boggling. Unders this year are hitting 61%, the best mark for six weeks since 1991. And if the season ended today – the touchdowns per game stat for all teams would be at its lowest point since 2007. Why do you think we're not
1: scoring? I, I heard a little bit of this, too. And it, it, even coming into this week. I know that they said the, um, you know, the implied point total for every team on average this week is, is only like 21.3 points coming into this, you know, factoring in Jeez. spreads over unders that's the implied point total for each team. Um, and, and some team I heard Warren sharp, sharp talking about a little bit like explosive plays are are way down and it's kind of the answer to these quarterbacks that we've had coming out you know the mahomes the herberts the burrows the the really big explosive quarterbacks and the big plays everybody for the most part has switched to this two high three high shell making everybody dink and dunk everything underneath the only team that's really explosive all over the place is miami because they you know again you just can't cover that speed but Everybody else is just saying, I'm going to let you dink and dunk down the field. And they're trying to play that old Patriots defense, like let them get inside the 20s. And hopefully I'll just I'll stop them once they get there. So they're just teams are really taking, taking, uh, you know, not letting teams beat them over the top and, and letting them dink and dunk their way down the field. And I think most teams have adopted that strategy on defense.
0: I am so interested, Lou, in particular. I want to talk to you about this, how the scoring being down impacts the ratings of the NFL and whether we will see if the ratings are up for TV purposes. I think that dispels the myth that we need to keep handcuffing defenses with these rules. And please, God, let's get rid of some of the roughing the passer stuff. Let's get rid of, you know, some of these pass interference stuff. Like, the, the game needs to be, you know, physical like it is. And I'm already nervous with the flag football going in the Olympics. Like, it's trending that way. Like, I I really hope that the ratings are up this year because if it does, I think it will dispel some some false narratives about the league.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. You know how I feel about it. I, I felt like for years they just keep adding more rules so defenses can't really do anything. Because the problem – we said it before the show started talking about the Dallas and the Chargers game. It's like, you know how much I love flags. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Throw them around the field. But at the same time, the game has taken too long with all these flags. all right? Yeah. We're adding so many rules. It's We have to just, there comes a point, just let them play, right? And right. there's too many decisions where the refs actually get to decide the game, which is what we talked about was it in the Giants and the Bills game in prime oh. time the week before. Oh, my gosh. Right? So you have a holding call on the second to last play, and then the exact same thing happens on the last play, and they don't, throw the flag again, but the same thing happened. So there's too much in terms of the refs actually deciding the outcome of the game. And that for me is frustrating because it's all right. So the defense can't fully hit anybody anymore. And I understand player safety across the board. We talk about this all the time, how I think football is extremely dangerous. Um, But at the same time, like they're grown men, they're getting paid millions of dollars to be the American gladiators, let them go out and play. And just, Keep it consistent. That's all I right. want. So I'd love to see at the end of the year or whenever you get an update on what the ratings look like. Um, I'm curious, too, because points are down. Defenses are flying around. And yet we're still getting flags across the board. So I there's a whole bunch of stuff going on.
0: Patriots lost last week, but Jabril Peppers just laid an absolute wood in it. On, <laughs> just to cause an interception, I'm so fired
1: up. Uh, uh, he lit Devontae Adams up on that uh-huh. play. That was, he absolutely smoked him and uh, knocked the wind straight out of him awesome i loved it oh that was football when football is football okay you want to get to the picks matt might as well and again t- talked about the bye weeks i mean we, we are saying so we got six teams on bye three less games to pick from uh obviously thursday night game you know is is normal but add in the backup quarterbacks i mean even oh. if, you're, if you're including backup quarterbacks from like the start of the year which would include like zach wilson uh joshua dobbs uh, let's see. Raiders bears is, uh, is a Tyson. They're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to both be with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence actually Thursday night as we record is Trevor Lawrence going tonight. He might sound he Sounds Jay like Bathurst? he
0: sounds like, sounds like he might play. No.
1: Okay. So he he's in, um, but there's a ton. Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor is going to be back in again this week, we believe. So, uh, man, just a slew of injuries. So we are, we're walking through a minefield this week. It feels like,
0: Absolutely brutal. Here are the records. Last week I went three and two. Uh Matt went two and three. Lua oh in one week, lose two, five, and one. Matt is sixteen, twelve, and two. I am 14, 15, and one trying to get back above 500. Under the weather is six and oh, baby. And the Magic money line Parlay is one and five, but it's only down 0.9 units. So I feel still good. We're still, as long as we get one in the next couple of weeks, I think we'll be solid. All right. Uh since I won last week, it's time for the pick of the punt. Matt, I gotta be selfish. I gotta, I gotta pick. I'm sorry. I just, I, I know. I expected nothing pick. else. You're like I want that ball. I want the rock. I want the, I want the rock. I need to attack the board. It worked last week. Let's do it again. Uh, speaking of last week, mm-mm. there's a principle I think that you can't get too high or too low. Uh, you know, when a team is down or a team is up, just because you run ashore one week doesn't mean we stop looking for buried treasure. Fire the cannons one more time. Let's go. It's bounce back week for Baker in his second straight home game. That should allow the Tampa defense to win this game. Less mistakes. is that a little, Not a little. This is an easier defense to deal with. I'm not saying Atlanta's defense is nothing, but this is an easier defense to deal with. I think Tampa's not going to want to run the ball. Tampa's minus two and a half, by the way, against Atlanta. At home. Tampa Bay's not going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to throw it all over the Atlanta secondary. That personally, I think, is over over inflated. I think they're a little overrated. They haven't really played particularly well, particularly the red zone has been a problem. A lot of that having to do with their lack of pass rush. Atlanta is third in the league in pass and pressure rate. They're really good at hurrying the quarterback. They're one of five teams with ten sacks. They can't get to the quarterback. And one of the great things that Tampa does is they roll Baker out, and they never let him get sacked. Tampa's given up the least amount of sacks in the league, and they're sixth in the league in pressure rate allowed because they get Baker out in space. Atlanta's pass defense numbers are somewhat inflated. Their marks are are good in opponents' completion percentage and passing yards per attempt, but they've in terms of opponents' pass play percentage, they place the ninth fewest pass plays by percentage in the league, and they give up. In terms of touchdown pass percentage, the second most touchdown pass percentage, and they're 27th in opponents' touchdown passes per game. So, as good as they are, kind of between the twenties, they're giving up a lot of touchdown passes. They're not facing a lot of tu- they're not facing a lot of passes in general. But where Atlanta will struggle here is offensively because they continue to turn the ball over again and again outside of the San Francisco Minnesota game. This is the biggest discrepancy of turnover differential on the board this week. Tampa is a plus six in turnover differential. Atlanta is a minus six in turnover differential. They do not get the takeaways, and they give it up too much because of Desmond Ritter. He plays from behind. Their pass attempts. Matt, look at these stats. In pass attempts, they're 14th in the league in overall pass attempts. In rush attempts, they're 7th in the league. So they're they're doing a bunch of plays. They're running a lot of plays. They're 30th in points per play. 30th. And they run some of the highest amount of, of plays in the league. And they play from behind. Desmond Ritter, first half, first half has uh, just been terrible against the spread, yes. But look at him in his career in the first half. This is the amount of points that they've scored in the games that he started in the first half. Three points, nine points, seven points, ten points. God bless him. He got 14 points in one game. But these are the last five games. Three points, three points, zero points, seven points, and ten points last week in the first half. They play from behind. You can't play that way. And I love Tampa coming back home after losing last week and getting right this week. Give me the Bucs. Hoist the Jolly Roger. Minus two and a half.
1: Yeah, I was back and forth on this game. Um, first initial lean was the Bucs. Then I'm thinking Atlanta divisional dog on the road again, just trying to find just trying to find an ugly spot here this week. Um, but I, I eventually, I just stayed away. It's not even in my Tampa, I think may, Tampa's in my leans kind of, I guess it's a fringe play for me. Um, You know, I, I think it's a good spot to fade Ritter as well. Uh, as much as he's had all the turnovers, he's got two 300 yard passing games in a row. Yeah. And I think that's a great time to get off of Desmond Ritter. Cause I don't think that we're going to see that again out of him. So, uh, and not for another Atlanta, so we know they want to, they want to run the ball. Um, And that's kind of where the, you know, Arthur Smith is, is making his bread and butter here, but, they have not been good. They just have not been very efficient running the ball. The offensive line isn't blocking all that well, um, and and they are really weak at defending the pass too. So I think as long as Baker can get the ball to his receivers, um, they will be there to make those plays. So I, I I like where you're at here. It Tampa's a borderline lean for me.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't Atlanta last week outgain Washington by like 200 yards or something like that, and it still lost? Like, just I can't get I can't get there with them. Just cannot do it.
1: Number five. Number five. All right, so my my first two picks that I'm going to give out here are just – we're throwing darts at the wall here. We're taking <laughs> – we're, we're going for it. And I hate – this moved 30 minutes before we started recording. Oh. But we're going to take the Chicago Bears <laughs> and Tyson Bajan plus two and a half points against – the at home against the Vegas Raiders – now, this line moved because Jimmy Garoppolo was just officially ruled out for Sunday uh, because I believe – I mean, they, they took him straight to the hospital after the game last yes, week you know, to get evaluated for, you know, I think making sure he's, he's got no internal bleeding or anything like that for, for the injury that he took last week. So uh, he was just officially ruled out, and that's why this line ticked down a half of a point. I had them at three. they they've been sitting at three all week, 30 minutes before we record. They go down to two and a half. So I will have to eat that one and wear it. But, uh, again, I just think that this is too – teams playing with backup quarterbacks that are both even fully healthy, our bottom five to 10 teams in the NFL. And I will take a home dog, which I was catching three in my notes, but catching two and a half. I will take them and hopefully, you know, Raiders playing outdoors. Um, they got lucky last week. You know, they, they get a win last week against the Patriots, even though are the Raiders three and three right they now Are three and three and they could be uh, four and, this- and three easily this week. I know. And that's, I'm just not ready to live in a world where that is <laughs> possible. So, you know, as, 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 as much as I'm happy, uh, I'm happy that ba- Badgett got in last week um, and he got some snaps. He didn't look great, but I mean, he was 10 of 14. He moved the ball. He did. Yes. He, t- he turned the ball over a couple of times, but I'm glad at least that he got in, got a little bit of like full speed access here. And I just think that these are two really bad teams that I'm going to take the dog here plus the points as a home team. The one thing that really worries me on the on the Raider side of the ball would be Max Crosby causing havoc. I mean, yeah, Dan, the Patriots just didn't decide. I ball. don't want to talk. I mean, I, on the safety, the safety, it, it, Mike Kosicki it needs to be off. Like, if Belichick's not, like, beating him with the, you know, bars of soap in the in the pillowcase <laughs> after this, because he just didn't even lay ahead on Max Crosby oh on that God. safety play last week. And the right tackle – Whoa, he on the, on the way by. He's so, so bad. Oh, my God.
0: He's terrible.
1: So luckily for the Bears, like Max Crosby does usually line up over the right tackle. And their first round pick, Darnell Wright, has been pretty good this year. He's, I mean, he's by far their best offensive lineman, which isn't saying much, but he has been pretty good overall as far as right tackles. Great out according to PFF. So he might cause a little bit of havoc here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the bears are going to be great. I'm just, I'm hoping that Roshan Johnson clears concussion protocol, even though he's still in practice as we are here on Thursday. Um, but I'm thinking hopefully a little bad weather, hopefully a little bear weather up there in Chicago. Bad. Um, and, and again, Brian Hoyer is a two and a half point road favorite. I'm not, I'm not with it. Give me the bears plus two and a half.
0: Oh, the destroyer
1: as we used to call
0: him in new England. Uh, Matt, I mean, if this is an arm wrestling competition, I'm right there with you, right? I mean, that's all anybody knows about this kid is that his dad is a world champion yeah. arm wrestler. So, like, that's crazy. So he went to Shepherd Tyson Bajan. Do you know a college team in particular that actually beat him when he was in college? This guy was an incredible college D two player, but
1: there's one college out there that beat him. Is is it our alma mater that did it? The is D2 our alma mater? The Southern Connecticut State Soaring Owls? It is. It
0: is our alma mater. Tom Godek put the hurt on Tyson Bajan out there. Shout out, Tom Godek. Uh, I love it. I love it. I actually think the Bears is the right move. I do. Because, like, Brian Hoyer, look, he's old as dirt, and he did kind of, you know, move the football pretty decent against us last week, but they didn't score. I mean, they had – in the second half, they had six points on offense. So, I mean – I know the Patriots defense is probably better than the Bears defense, but still it's like, I- I'm willing to, I'm willing to bite the bullet, especially at home, right. In soldier field,
1: weather, all that stuff. And at a 37 and a half or under, I mean, two, yeah. you know, it's like, didn't get the, still so again, now we're below the three, but the two has become so much more relevant with teams going for two and, 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 and missing extra points and stuff like that. So um, I- I'll take over the two and a half for, for a kit. Hoyer, two and a half point road favorites. I- in what world? <laughs> hasn't started a game – uh or hasn't started and finished a game since 2019. So, kudos when he was on the Colts, because right, because he started – didn't he start the game against the Chiefs for the Patriots, and then yes. Zappi had to come in because they were getting okay. – they, they put up like six cool. points. Well, that was Stidham. So, that was Stidham. Oh, right, and last right. that's year, that's
0: last year was the same thing. They started against the Packers, and then Zappi came in. So, he just gets replaced. uh Okay. Good deal. Uh, It's not my leans, but I can see where you're going from. All right, number four. Matt, I feel like we got to talk about this game, but not for the reasons we think. We're talking all the love in the world for one team, but we need to talk about the unspoken. We need to talk about how good this Ravens defense is. We really do, because I really like them. I'm taking the Ravens minus three. That's where I'm at this week. I'm fading the Lions. I know I really like the Lions. I know I've been saying they're the second-best team in the NFC. But we have to take the Ravens in this spot. Let me give you some stats on how good the Ravens' defense is. They're sixth in the opponent's completion percentage. They're the number one team in defensive yards per attempt. They're third in defensive passer range. So their pass defense is next level. The Ravens are last in the league in hurry percentage. But they are tied for first in sacks. I don't know how that's possible, but they only get hurries on 2.4% of, the, of, their, of their pass rushes, yet they have 24 sacks. I just don't – I don't understand that's, like, ridiculously insane. Teams are not getting to the red zone against the Ravens. They're tied for seventh in opponents' red zone attempts, and even when they do, they're the second-best red zone defense in the league. They're the second-best team in yards per play. They're the first in opponents' points per play, and they're fourth in opponents' points per game with the second straight game on the road for Detroit, with the second straight outdoor game for Detroit, and we know the Goff numbers between indoor and outdoor, between home and away, you have to take the Ravens here knowing that Detroit won and covered last week. We're playing the percentages here. You have to. This game really should not be even in the hands of Goff, considering that Baltimore's defense is weaker versus the run than the pass, and Gibbs is questionable. I don't know if Montgomery is going to play. I think he's hurt. Uh, Craig Reynolds, their third-string guy, is hurt. Who are they throwing out at running back here? Uh, They better hope somebody's healthy. I don't think they have one. So this game, to me, that's a big play for the Ravens. I think it really comes down to Detroit's top-ranked rush defense versus the Baltimore rushing attack. And I think the reason Detroit's rush defense is so good is they haven't faced anybody in the last three weeks that has been able to run the football. They face Tampa, who can't and actually won't run the football. Carolina, no explanation needed there. And Green Bay, who didn't have Aaron Jones that night when they played him. So this is a much tougher task for Detroit's defense to stop this running game. Some trends. Teams that are 5-1 against the spread, like Detroit is, in a six-game span within the first half of the season, so within the first eight games, 63, 88, and two against the spread in the next week. That's 41%. Lamar Jackson as a favorite of three or less, or as a dog, 18 and six against the spread. Give me those spooky Ravens in a windy wind tunnel of a game. I think that'll also help the Ravens a lot. No weather last week in Tampa that much. A lot of wind this week in Baltimore. Ravens
1: minus three. I will not hold out on you on this one. Mm-hmm. This is my number one play of the week. Yeah. I'm going to give it out right now. I got to ride with you on this one. Sure. We have hit, we have absolutely hit the top of the market on the Lions. I mean, this couldn't have lined up any better. They, they win last week. Not only that, but again, the top two teams in the, in the NFC and the Eagles and the 49ers go down. And you started alluding to it last week. You go, you know, the Lions might be better than the Eagles. And I agree with that. But now both those teams go down what's the talk been this week uh-huh. are the lions the best team in the nfc are they the best team in the nfl because they're on a four game win streak are they are they are this is this team's not getting enough respect we have hit the absolute top of the market on the lions and i think it's the perfect time to sell i mean this is a pros joe's games 54 percent of the tickets are on the lions 55 percent of the money is on baltimore you mentioned it about the rushing attack for for i mean both sides the Lions are definitely gonna be without Montgomery. He's got a rib injury. I, I don't. There's no way he's gonna play through that. Reynolds is out with a thigh and a toe injury. Gibbs looks like he might play, but that's okay. again. There's a reason they haven't been using him between the tackles. It's like he's. Right. It's clearly not where he wants to to get the job done. And as good as this passing offense is for the Lions, it all gets there through play action through Jared Goff setting that up with the run in their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. really where this offense is based. As much as they like to air it out. I mean, we gave you the golf numbers last week on the road. Like, you you know, he's got huge home and road splits. And meanwhile, the Ravens rushing offense, I I do think the Lions rushing defense is a little bit legit. But as you said, I mean, the past four weeks, the quarterbacks that they've beaten were Baker, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, and Desmond Ritter. That's the four-game win streak they're riding high on right now. And and I just think that the Ravens offense is is trending up. They should have got the win against the Steelers if they didn't have a bunch of the drops. Um, and I just think that out of all those rushing attacks, nobody has a rushing quarterback like this. Like, like mm-hmm. you could be really good against stopping typical run, but when it comes down to it, when Lamar Jackson needs to pull down and get a first down, I think he's going to be able to get it wherever he wants. Not so much, we are in the sweet spot for where you want to bet Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as a dog or a favorite of three or less, 18 and four against the spread. That includes 12 and one against the spread uh, against teams with winning records. And he, is ten, and he is ten and zero when the line is between three and three as a dog or a favorite. He's ten and zero as a, a plus three dog or a minus three favorite. Like so we are right. Excuse me, we are right in the sweet spot for Lamar. Um, like I said, I think that just all of the talk this week has been Lions second straight road game. Like you said, a lot more elements up there and a far more legit defense this week. So I, I love the Ravens this week.
0: Ravens defense and nobody's looking at them. I mean, nobody's looking at them. They are. I have my power rated My second best defense in the league
1: behind the 40. I, I, I did refer to the power ratings this week. I was like, I was like, not for nothing. I know that Dan's got the Ravens top five, uh, top five, fourth. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere in there, like fourth. I think. Yeah. They're like
0: in fourth or fifth. I don't remember. Yeah. Right
1: now. So I, I was like, you know, and, and Lions are right up there as well. But again, yeah. I, I just think that their offense is not going to be able to play at the level that they want to play at in this exact game, you know, between losing the running backs and the elements that they're going to have to deal with. Um, so we are at the top of the market in the Lions.
0: Yeah, Ravens I had number three, Lions at number five. I had the Ravens came out to four and a half point favorites. So All
1: right. let me just go again, because this is stinking. Oh, we just yeah, absolutely. Get out of the Do way. It. And then we'll just ride on with this. And you can you can Please. give your number one. You can give your number one last too. Because you got win a winning week. You deserve you know you deserve to go first and to go last. You know? But this is why you're like, this is this is why you're the best. This is why you're the I'm best. I'm giving you your giving you your flowers. <laughs> taking the New York Giants plus oh! two, two and a half at home against Washington. And now, you know, the giants looked again, that, that Sunday night game against the bills. They looked a lot more competent and it was Tyron Taylor and they're looking a lot more competent. And the big thing about, I, I again, I, I hope that he's starting in this week. I know Daniel Jones got in like a limited practice, but I, it's a neck injury. I don't think that it's going to be back in just two weeks. I I, I can't see that happening. Um, Tyron Taylor is just the ultimate professional veteran. And most importantly, he takes care of the football. Tyra Taylor is the third lowest all-time qualifying quarterback in, in, in turnover percentage, like all-time. He, he just does not turn the ball over. Not to mention, I think this is a great matchup just for – the Giants have, have been improving. Dayball is making changes to this team and making changes to their defense. They swapped out their rookie, uh, the rookie nickel corner that they had in there. I forgot his name. I forgot to write it down. But they had a, a rookie nickel corner in there that was given up 17 yards per target. That's 17 not 17 yards. No, not Banks. Banks has been playing really, really well. He's playing As I was also going to say too, if we want, if we want to compare, we want to compare the first round quarters of these two teams. Please go ahead. Deont- Deontay Banks is playing great, and he's had to go up against the likes of uh of, we could talk about the competition that they played too. You know, he's played uh Tyreek Hill, Kill, Waddle, uh, uh CD Lamb, Diggs. Um, they've played a ton of really good people. Meanwhile, Emmanuel Forbes has been benched. Emmanuel Forbes is is not even play, is playing. He's barely playing too He's too small. He's too small. He is, he has not been good. Not to mention what what do we know about the Giants on defense? What do we know that our guy Wink likes to do over there on defense? Get out of He likes the blitz. They blitz at the fourth highest rate in the league. And Sam Howell has been brutal against the Blitz. He is 26th in PFA, uh, PFF uh grade against the Blitz this year. Like I said, Giants. Going at the fourth highest percentage. Uh Sam Howell is also 29th in quarterback rating against the Blitz. And, and his pressure to sack percentage when blitzed is at 30%. So right. he is he's sacked 30% of the time he has pressure, right. which is enormously high, much higher than the only person lower than him is Russell Wilson, who mm. he he just can't handle what's Russell Wilson has adopted the, the manning self-sack, you know, the, the old Eli as soon as anybody's in their face, you just tuck the ball and go down. I mean, that's what Russell Wilson's doing this year. So he's the only person worse uh, than Sam Howell right now, as far as um, pressure to to sack percentage. Uh, Saquon Barkley was back last week. So second, second full game of action for him. And I think that's a huge thing for getting the pressure off of Tyrod and getting this offense moving. Uh, Wondell Robinson's been been back and making a a bigger impact for their offense as well. So um, I, I just think that, And then, and then, lastly, just like I said, the schedule percentage or the schedule um, that they've played. um, The Giants have played the hardest schedule by DVOA, going against Mm -hmm. the Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks, Bills, Dolphins, and the Cardinals. But five of those teams are top ten teams, you know, in the league. Seahawks trending up, but Washington has played the Eagles, the Bills, but they beat the Broncos, the Falcons. They lose to the Bears by twenty. And they've also played the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are a wash on both sides. So, I mean, just strength of schedule. I don't think that these teams are that different. You get the Giants at home as a dog in a divisional matchup. Give me the G-man.
0: Messy, windy game. Giants number one in strength of schedule. Hardest schedule in the league. Washington 28th in the league in strength of schedule. Here's why I can't get on it. Because these teams play just so close, low-scoring games. Um, I love – I think the Giants have the two most underrated starting linebackers in the league. That McFadden dude is a beast. Bobby Okarike, Okur- or how you say is Okarike, or however it is, okay, okay. yeah, he's he's very very good. And they got Lawrence, and they got Williams, they Thibodeau, they got they got a good front seven. They uh, Washington's just pretty good in the red zone. Like they got to keep that game between the twenties if the Giants are going to win the game because Washington is actually a top ten team uh, in red zone offense. So. That's where they kind of shine. I do wonder how they're that that's where they gotta win it, right? I mean, they gotta win it with pass rush. They gotta beat that battle line because if the if Howell's gonna throw it down the field, like they got Burners. They got Samuel, they got McMoran, they got Dotson. You know, that that's
1: where they gotta win it. So I
0: I can see where you're at. I just I think this is a really close game.
1: No, I agree. And actually this this line has moved in my favor. So I will bring that it is a three plus plus three now. So yeah. that that's Huge, so I lost it on one, but I got it back on another. Yeah, so I will take the Giants plus three. Well, I like this ugly theme because we're going to continue
0: it. <laughs> if, if we got ugly this week. If 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 week seven isn't an ugly week, then I don't know what it is. Uh, it's it, no matter what you do. I mean, you, everybody's going to take some favorites. Everybody's going to really take some favorites this week. The public will. Uh, so I, I think this is a time where you guys just got to hold your nose and, and swallow it. And speaking of holding your nose, Matt. I don't want to do it. I took a week off last week, but I have to catch the falling knife. I just I have to do it. And when in doubt, I looked at this board and I said, "and and this is why maybe I can get behind you with the Giants." You gotta take the home divisional dog, right? I gotta take so much. I'm falling back into the Patriots. Give it to me, plus eight and a half.
1: I just—I I knew film. it was coming. I'm pretty sure I'm like, i have like I—I couldn't get there. I, I, was, I didn't. I'm like Danny's taking him I not thinking? You
0: had to know, and it's like it makes me sick because I know Josh Allen is their kryptonite. I know he owns them. I can't tell you that the Pats always magically found something last week. They didn't. Yeah, they moved the football better, and yeah, they scored two touchdowns, but they didn't. They were bad. I can't tell you they're healthy on the O-line, although Trent Brown did practice today, so that's good. And I can't tell you they're healthy on defense. But I can tell you that Buffalo isn't either. That's what I can tell you. Buffalo's O-line stinks. I'm sorry, it stinks. Especially right tackle. Spencer Brown is horrible. I mean, he's he's just a mess. And, look, I I get it. Like, Patriots aren't throwing out guys like Thibodeau and, you know, that. But – and Lawrence and dudes like that. But, you know, they still have some dudes there. Uh, And in general, they're bad at stopping the run on defense. They're bad. The Bills are bad on defense against the run, especially now they don't have Milano. They don't have Daquan Jones. Ed Oliver, I don't know if he practiced today, but he didn't practice yesterday with a toe injury. So when they look, you look at their D-line, they are small. They are small on the D-line. And that's why they're 25th in the league in opponents' rush yards per game and they're 31st in rush yards per attempt. New England has to run the ball. Please, please, can we stop getting at a shotgun? Can we please go back under center? Please, can we do that? Like, watch Mac Jones' 2021 tape, and look why he was successful that year. Because he was under center. He was running play action. They were running the ball. And no more Ramondre. Put Zeke in the game. Zeke's the most explosive player they have at this point. It's sad, but true. Take out the New Orleans and Dallas games where they got blown out. Zeke's averaging 4.2 yards per carry in all the rest of those games. Ramondre's at 3.3. I mean, he's the most explosive player. Come on now. We've got to make the change. New England's actually really good in the red zone. They're third in the league in red zone offense when they're down there. Problem is they don't get down there. (laughs) They're 31st in red zone attempts per game. It's just not good. Look, I don't know, though, what's going on with the Buffalo offense, why they're stuck in neutral for the last two games. Do you realize the last two games, in the first three quarters of both of those games, they put up seven points and seven points in the first three quarters against Jacksonville and in the first three quarters against the Giants? I don't know why that is. They've been using 12 personnel, a lot more second highest rate in football. They've been using 12 personnel, which is completely contrast to what they've done the last three years. Look, New England's got to do two things to keep themselves within striking distances of this eight and a got to take away digs, and you got to get Buffalo to third and seven or longer. The last two games, third and seven or longer for the Bills, they've gone one for nine on pass attempts and have gained a total of seven yards when they're in that situation. They have not been very good. And New England, against number one receivers, have been very good. A.J. Brown, seven catches, 79 yards. Tyree Kill, five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, five catches, 48 yards. C.D. Lamb, four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Olave, two catches, 12 yards, and a touchdown. And Devontae Adams, two catches, 29 yards. They've been very good against number one receivers. The problem is they're 30th in the league against number two receivers. They're 32nd in the league against, quote-unquote, other receivers. They're 29th against tight ends. They're 24th in running back's pass game. But the Bills rely on Stephon Diggs as their number one wide receiver more than any other wide receiver one in football. He has a target share of 33.5%. That's by far the most. Muck it up. Show some pride. Cover the number. I love torture. Give me the Patriots plus eight and a half.
1: Good on you. I, I mean, I knew it was coming. It, it's Gross. staring you in the face. Like this is, I mean, this is big time, sharp, professional play. I can't imagine anybody in the general public taking this one. I mean, Buffalo, 70% of the tickets, New England, 63% of the money. Have to do it. You're on the sharp side. You're doing it. Good on you. I just, um, <laughs> Yeah, Mac, like Mac Jones has shown me that he just breaks the mold on all of these trends so far this year. So I'm not I'm not ready to do it. But Can we do the old Buffalo,
0: like the, the wind game strategy where we throw it three times in the game? I think that would be...
1: Yeah, yeah that's fun. what Mac Jones has best when he doesn't throw. I mean, that's yeah. that's when we got to get back to you, So. Oh, boy. All righty.
0: Come on, give uh, me number, something you
1: like. Give me something like you number really three. like. No, now, we're, now we're in the ones we like. Yeah. Oh, boy. We got... One of our favorite guys going out there as a dog this week. One of our favorite guys going out there on the road as a dog. Oh boy. Mike Tomlin. Oh, no chance. No You're chance. Not. We're taking the Rams minus three. We're Ooh. taking the Rams minus three against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Uh, look, I get, you know, I think people are going to buy into. They had a bye week. They're going to get this offense right. I just don't see it. I, I mean, I don't see it. I, Matt Canada is not a is not a Belichick or a Reed or an offensive mind. He is an offensive dummy, is what he is. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that had no rhythm at all. They they already had no rhythm on offense. Now they get a bye week and then get to go out to the West Coast. I I, I don't see it. I I don't buy it. They are arguably the worst offense in the NFL. I will say my opinion is they are the worst offense in the NFL. Um, they are hitting at 30 they have a 36 percent success rate on offense which is Ugh. dead last in the league 36 percent success rate and now if you want to talk about the defensive side of the ball for the sealers outside of Watton and highsmith and then fitzpatrick on the back end their defense has not been very good and if you look at these teams metrically while they have a little more name recognition on the sealer side with those couple of players and they just have Aaron Donald on, on, on the Rams side, they rate out pretty equally, both pretty middle of the pack as far as defense goes. Raheem Morris has been fantastic at coaching that Rams defense up this year while they might not have the players in the recognition, but they've got a lot of young players that are hungry and ready to, ready to play. So defense, let's call them even. I'm winning the offensive side of the battle with the Rams here and <laughs> Matt Stafford. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this? I mean, the Rams are they just got Cooper back Cooper cut back a couple of weeks ago and they are a top 10 offense in almost every metric. Now you lose Kyron Williams. I get that. And, and McVay said that we've got four running backs. He just said in the Paris Cup, just he's got four running backs that might touch the ball between Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman and Chris Evans or Zach Evans and somebody else on that offense on that running back room that might get touches this week. But I just think they're going to be able to move the ball. And I am speaking a little bit adversely against myself saying that, you know, the, I'm backing the Rams against teams that don't have a good pass rush. I just think this is a sleepy spot for the Steelers. I really don't think this is a spot that he's Tom is going to coach these guys up going on the road, not for nothing. And then the Rams are eighth in explosive plays, again, with just getting Cooper cut back. Pittsburgh is allowing explosive plays at the eighth highest rate. This is a play for me that I just think that this team is so much better than the other as far as the Rams go. Um, the Rams go up 14-0 in this game. This game's over. I mean, you go up two scores in the Steelers, how are they going to come back? The Steelers should realistically have one win. If it went for the Ravens game where they just made a mess of it between the drops and the and the, and the punts and everything going on, um, and, and then the, the game against the Browns where they had all the defensive touchdowns. I mean, as long as they don't turn the ball over, which Matt Stafford's been great at not turning the ball over this year, then I, I think that they, they run it up on it. So give me the Rams minus three. Uh, yeah, I
0: have I, – the. look, I have the Steelers rated – only teams I had worse on offense were the Patriots and the Giants. That's it. I mean, that's where you're at. So this was one of my first out. It was one I was like, plug it in, not take it out, because I kept hearing in, kept hearing your voice in my head saying, that Rams online versus T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, blah, 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 blah. But it's hard not to take them here. It really isn't. They are – maybe just i'd have maybe a smidge worse honestly on defense not much and then they're way better obviously offensively so yeah i it's tough it's tough i i like it but i don't love it that's what i'd say
1: yeah and i'm just going to give mcveigh the benefit of the doubt that he's going to figure out some of those protections as this year goes on he's going to figure out how to to get better protection and how to key in on a guy like bot and and, and make sure to keep an extra blocker in and, and, and you know Unlike freaking Kellen Moore last week, who just kept running 11 personnel, even though we couldn't move the ball downfield at all, and there was pressure in his face at all times. But no, let's not keep an extra blocker at all. I digress. Digress. Maddie Waves is back. I like that. Maddie West Coast. Maddie
0: West Coast. Can I come out there with him? Come catch a wave. Come catch a wave, brother. I I am going to catch a wave because I'm back in shock therapy, man. Chargers plus five and a half for the Kansas City Chiefs as you disparage that man. And I can't stand them either, but Matt, this is the one time of year I'm taking the Chargers all year, baby. Uh, Against the Chiefs, this game every year, every year, it's the same thing. The Chargers are not afraid of the Chiefs every year. It's going to be right down to the wire. Uh, This was the game that Herbert got hurt in last year. You know, got his ribs rocked, and they had that 99-yard interception for a touchdown that cost him the game. Like, there's not a ton of stats to give you here because. Really what one team does well on offense, the other team does well on defense. Like like there's a stat here. Chargers are the second-best team in pressure rate allowed. Kansas City is the second-best in pressure rate. Like that, th- there's so many stats where they mimic each other. But here's the one that they don't. The one thing the Chargers do well, Kansas City doesn't. Chargers get takeaways. Kansas City gets takeaways too, but they give up the ball. Mahomes is throwing up way too many interceptions. Seven interceptions so far this year. Kansas City is a zero in turnover differential. Chargers are plus five. Chargers are getting more opportunities and not giving it away. You've been concerned all year about the Kansas City receivers. They lead the league in drops, 15 drops by those receivers this year. If the Chargers want to win this game outright, it's got to come when Mahomes is on on third down. The Chargers are really good on third down. They're tied for fourth and third down defense, but the Chiefs are third and third down offense. So that's where the battle must be won on that third down, get him off the field. I think the metrics being just ultimately similar and the lack of fear that Herbert has of this team, it's too close to make it five and a half. The numbers for Herbert are too good. Five and one against the Chiefs all time against the spread. 12 and seven as an underdog overall in his career. 7-0 7 and 0 oh, as a dog of five or more he's one of three quarterbacks in the league with 150 pass attempts and two touchdowns two interceptions or less surprisingly the other two are Purdy and Stroud unbelievably and Matt you know as taylor swift would say he never misses a beat he's got lightning on his feet and that's what they don't see so about that loss to Dallas on that monday night loser just shake it off man Give me the Chargers plus five and a half
1: against the Chiefs. You know, Dan, if I was if I was a weaker man, I would sit here and I would again. I I've I got I'm swearing off Kellen Moore now. Last week is last week. This week is this week. We have oh. to put our losses behind us, and we have to get more shock therapy. That's the first <laughs> thing I wrote in my notes here. As I said, more shock therapy, Danny. More shock therapy. Got to take the Chargers. Again, my critical mistake was taking them under three points. What am yes. I thinking? What am I thinking doing this under three points? I, I I love this. I mean, you have to get on this spot every year. The one thing that worries me is that the Chiefs defense is the best we've seen it in this matchup. That scares me. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, how good he e is against the spread. I mean, the you know, the Chargers are two and four straight up against the Chiefs since 2020 when when Herbert and came into the league their four losses are by three 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 and one overtime loss of six which you know was tied in the fourth quarter and could have easily just been a field goal game or could have been a field goal to win the game so it should be just three across the board here um not to mention like i said the kansas city receivers they're not going to be without justin watson who's been their field stretcher Mm. you know mvs is just out there just killing grass as Steve Smith likes to stay. He's just (laughs) running routes, not getting any targets. He's just out there killing grass. Um, And not for nothing, Kansas City, middle of the pack in red zone percentage this year. Like their red zone touchdown percentage hasn't been good because again, they get down there, you take care of Kelsey, and you account for the running backs. The wide receivers aren't much of a threat. Throw out out the the old adage of Andy Reid with extra time time to prepare. Mm. Andy Reid with the Chiefs. 10 and 13 against the spread with nine or more days to prepare. Four and seven with Mahomes in those spots. So that's an old adage that we could throw out the window. And they'll just give you the divisional divisional road dogs versus a home favorite that's covered four of their last six are hitting at 61% over the past two decades. We already know that Mahomes is not as good of a favorite of over three points. His against the spread record is not very good there. And again, just divisional underdogs in any situation, divisional underdogs, are 60 games above 500 in the past decade. So mm. we got it last week is last week. This week is this week. Give me the Chargers plus five and a half.
0: We are throwing out divisional dogs like it's candy this week.
1: In an, ugly, in an ugly week, what else am I going to do? Like, where else are <laughs> we gonna go besides back to just home cooking? Put the stew on the put the stew in the pot and put it on there. I'm my mom coming home, warm me up a little bit. <laughs>
0: Love it. chopping up celery and carrots in that stew, baby. I love it. All right, number one. This is my number one. Yeah, this is my number one. Unbelievable. Matt, let me tell you something. You've been in a relationship, right, for a long time, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, pretty long-term relationship. Uh, I've recently gotten married, as you know. And uh, in a lot of these relationships, people give you advice and people give you, you know, uh, they'll, they'll write things down on on uh, on paper, like when you're at your wedding. You know, they'll, they'll give you like little pieces to to remember, remember to do the dishes, remember doing that. But the one they always say, the one they always say, what is the one they always say, Matt? About your wife, happy, ha- happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, oh. <laughs> happy life. Squidge the fish. Fly, Eagles, fly. I love this pick. Oh, do I love it. Oh, do I love the Eagles this week. Under a field goal against the Dolphins on Sunday night? Oh, feed me. Feed me. I'll be an Eagles. I'm back on the Eagles, Lou. Give them back to me. Just give them right back to me. I'll be that obnoxious fan. Miami has played some god-awful defenses the whole year by my power ratings and i and, and by ratings what i do is i give teams a number and 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 sometimes they start at 0 and they'll go to positive or negative right i have them having faced one plus defense all year this year and it was the buffalo bills you can't hide that offensive line this week mcdaniel you can't do it with that scheme this week because the eagles know they have the advantage in the run game Eagles, sixth in the league in opponents' yards per carry, second in opponents' rush yards per game. Let me take that opponents' rush yards per game metric out for you, Matt, because we know the, the Dolphins are the best team in running the football in the league right now, the number one in that category on offense. Here's the teams ranked of who they've faced in opponents' rushing yards per game. In that stat, the Miami Dolphins' offense has faced the 32nd, 31st, 30th, 25th, 15th, and 14th ranked teams in that category. Maybe that helps them be the number one rated Russia offense in the league. And plus, Philly gets Jalen Carter back this week after missing last week. It makes it even fresher, even deeper, and that will really hurt Miami's offensive line that has seen the reliance on the pass game against a team that gets the fourth highest pressure rate in the league. That's going to prove too much against against this team, against a team that's very similar to Buffalo in their pass rush, where Buffalo pressed Tua because they couldn't run the ball. And on the flip side, Miami's the number one rush yards per game team in the league. Do you know who's number two? Matt, would you like to answer the question? The Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles against the Miami Dolphins rush defense that ranks 20th in the league. This is where Jalen Hurts can really get right. And squeeze the Miami defense like a boa constrictor, They're forcing them to stay on the field. Philadelphia is the best third down offense in football. They are the second best time of possession team in the league. Miami ranks 20th in third down defense and 20th in time of possession. And who the hell is covering A.J. Brown? The guy's had four straight weeks of 100 receiving yards, he's averaging over 11 yards per game. Eleven yards per catch in five of the six games. He's, five of the six games he's played, and the last three, he's averaged over eighteen yards a catch. Not to mention that they have to tackle AJ Brown, they have to tackle Jalen Hurts, and Miami is third in the league in missed tackles. The trends: Tua at night, three and four against the spread. Tua on the road, nine, ten, and one against the spread versus fifteen and five at home. And Miami in their last 12 as a road dog, two and 10 straight up. Hurts his trends. At home, we've talked about it. The last two weeks, we've talked about how bad he is on the road, and we played against him. He's nine and 14 on the road or neutral sites against the spread. He's 14, six and one at home against the spread in his career, 26 and four straight up when favored by three or more. And I know he's not favored by three or more, but as a home favorite, 14 and 1 against the spread. I'm sorry, 14-1 straight up. And then Jalen Hurts at home in night games is 7-1 one, and 1 against the spread. And I will say it for all of my new family just this week. Go Birds, baby. Eagles minus two and a half. Yeah,
1: this is this my first one out in my leans. This one was Right there, believe it. or not, You know, I I just love the Chicago Bears too much and Dyson Pageant, so oh my god, just couldn't couldn't squeeze them in. But uh, I, I was a little I was a little scared of the fish. But again, I I do think this is the right spot. I mean, under you know, again, just a great opportunity with them losing last week. If the Eagles win last week, this line is what three and a half, four. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, getting them under a field goal here at home, I think is huge. And and again, Miami's offense is is putting up these numbers against against shells of a defense. Thank you for not signing the Broncos as the 32nd run defense. When you just, you just gave the numbers <laughs> out. You didn't say the teams, but I know the Broncos are at least 31st yeah. or 32nd when you can put that list out. Um, so I no, I, I like this pick again. I think that the defensive line, the defensive front of the Eagles is going to be able to get after it. And, and then the defense of the dolphins is just going to have a hard time. That's another thing. I texted you last week when we were watching the jets game, mm-hmm. just betting against bet, being on the other side of Jalen hurts when we were you know trying to get the jets home last week. Just watching that guy wiggle his way to every first down when they need it is so damn infuriating. But, man, when you're betting on him, he's going to be able to get there. It's going to be a yeah. good feeling to see him convert all those third downs. So I'm right there with his – this, is my, this is my, you know, my number six play of the week, if you will. Right,
0: right. And and then the stat that jumped out to me, that missed tackle stat. I mean,
1: Miami, being,
0: Miami being the third worst team in tackling is, like, that's huge because that's all Hurts did against – the Rams, he did that so many times. That play against the Jets where he's holding the guy off of him and he's on the sideline. And he whipped it to AJ Brown for a first down. Like he's otherworldly, man. It's like incredible. So there's our five. Uh leans, real quick. I know you mentioned a couple of them. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So Philly minus two, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. And then another team I'm ready to buy back in on is San Francisco minus six and a half against against primetime Kirk Cousins and you get to get that really fast 49ers team playing in a dome in Minnesota on Monday night in prime time. I mean, give me, give me the Niners under a touchdown here, but I just, mm. I couldn't, ta- I couldn't take it for the show. Cause again, we're still waiting on, I don't, I think CMC is going to be out oblique injury. Um, and we're waiting on here on Debo Samuel. So that could be tough, but I still think even if they don't have those two guys, oh, I think the yeah. Niners can run. I think they can run for 300 yards without Christian McCaffrey against the Minnesota Vikings.
0: I'm on the Vikings. I'm on the no Vikings way. And Orleans, yeah. I had the Vikings in the yeah, lead at boy, seven. That's... At seven, I can't take it at six and a half. But when it was at seven, I was in there because the Vikings, Vikings have just played close games. Like that's all they've done this entire year. And I feel like, especially with those injuries, I know it's a bounce back spot for the Niners. But those injuries kind of, kind of scare me a little
1: bit. I mean, the Bears ran all over them last week. I know the Bears. I know.
0: I don't know. And and the Kirk Kirk Monday Night spot. When I heard that, I was like. Shh i would been really stepping in it. Like, yeah, you, you, if you I'm, put that
1: in, I would add I, that's, that's your ask. That's a death wish. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Colts tried to get him in. Oh, tried to get him in. I just, I, I know it's ugly, but it just feels like the right play. And I, yeah. now they're up to three. So I'm like, well, maybe, but I just couldn't get there.
1: G- Gardner looked like Gardner again last week, though. Gar- you know, when he's, when the, when the team could game plan for that guy. With that defense, I, I don't know. That's tough. And Deshaun's, Deshaun's probably going to play this week, it looks like. so. You think so? He's think practicing. He so, I mean, it's like like something weird going it's, he, on. He, he, he was medically cleared to play three weeks ago before the bye week. And it was apparently yeah. a pain tolerance thing. So, I don't know what's going on with him for sure. But uh, uh, needless to say weird things going on with Deshaun Watson, as always. But I couldn't get there with the Colts. Yet. Gardner no. Minshew, I don't know.
0: Couldn't do it. Could I, I tried to put it in? I like I can't do this. And then the Rams. Rams are the other one. So yeah. Yeah. uh specials. Let's do them under the weather. Six and oh. Let's go seven and oh. Let's keep punching <clears throat> in the face. Uh games this year with winds of 10 miles an hour or more, 11 1 and 1 to the end. How about that? Pretty easy to do that. I'm getting ballsy this week, Matt. I'm taking a low total. I'm getting very, very ballsy. But you mentioned it. Those two teams you're taking, one of them, total, I mean, one of them you're taking, and these two teams stink. Taking the under thirty-seven and a half in, in East Rutherford, give me the Giants and Washington. Uh, it's going to be a gross game. Fifty-six degrees, mostly cloudy. Winds ten to twenty miles an hour. Seventeen mile an hour wind sustained. Two of the last three meetings of this game have gone under this number. The only one that went over of the three was a tie last year. It was 20-20. to 20. Uh, Four of the last six in New Jersey have gone under this number. And here's a fun little stat. Special teams. These two teams are the 28th and 29th ranked teams in field goal percentage made. In that building, I'll take a shot. Low total. Liked the Lions-Ravens one at 43 a little bit too, but Thought those teams could pop, but I like the Giants and, and Washington to go to like a 16 13 game here. So I'm going to take the under 37 and a half.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that amount of win. I mean, those teams are going to miss field goals left and right. I, I no no doubt about it. I, I can get that. I mean, they're all low this week. I mean, you you weren't, I don't think there's anything above like 46 this week. So I'm or yeah. 40, 48 is the highest in the, in the Chiefs, or no, sorry, 52 in the Eagles and Dolphins, which I, that actually feels crazy. That, that feels could be an route. under,
0: too. That's that feels big like number. it's way
1: too high. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it, the Eagles could also run it up on them and get, you know, put up a ton. So. Um, no Make some right.
0: magic. Let's win it. We got to win it this week. Come
1: on. So freaking close last week. I should have been up six units right now, but we're not, unfortunately. Okay. I, I had one locked in. But now, you know, I'm going to run this by you. So i had the giants and the bears
0: oh my Uh,
1: god but what do we think about taking out the bears yes and sneaking in zap me to life a little bit of chargers against the chiefs Mm. i'm just thinking we had two big dogs go down last week who's the giant what giant is going to go down this week what's the big name somebody happens every week dan there's games that happen that don't make a lot of sense.
0: Like the Chargers cover that number, but did they win? Like they've won, I'm sure, but like.
1: Two and four in the last six meetings. I mean, not the worst, not too far away from 500. I don't the know. The Chiefs have no wide receivers to speak of. There's Do not a stick... lot to
0: choose from here, though. That's the that's the issue. Is like, exactly.
1: So What other game are you, because you don't like the Steelers, obviously. So. Those are my three options. So, so Chicago and New York. Uh, and the Giants would be f- plus 428. Or if we were to do the Giants and the Chargers, it's plus 571.
2: Uh,
0: Giants and Chargers just because there's no better option.
1: I gotta do it. You know, because again, yeah. I just said they I can't I gotta be a stronger man. I can't sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. That team, that team. My team, that team, is so far off my, more off the radar than the Patriots are for me. Like again, I love the Patriots number; is the right side, it's the sharp side. No chance it was making it in my picks this week. Even though I guess now that I'm, now that I'm saying, if there's a giant that could go down, that would be a crazy. Well, no, one. that's not gonna happen. That's not but gonna that feels happen. that feels more ludicrous. We got to be Chargers. stronger. We got to put last week behind us. Chargers and Giants, two hundred five for the Chargers, one hundred twenty for the Giants. It's five seventy one.
0: We got nothing good this week. It's going to be a tough week to hit this. but
1: Bad week. This is, you know, for all, if anybody, again, speaking of happy wife, happy life, this feels like apple picking weekend. If you need to go, if you need to sacrifice a Sunday, <laughs> if you need to sacrifice, you know, go to the pumpkin patch, go to the apple picking, this might be the week. I think so. Get no home doubt. for the Sunday night. Get home for the Sunday night game, which is the only great game of the day. Yes, it's very true. You know, it feels like,
0: feels like there's going to be a narrative on Monday morning that we're going to get right cuz i feel like lose lose locked in this week. I feel like he's just he's 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 found a couple a little losing streak here and i feel like this week you're going to be locked. In. We
2: uh we got to get back. We got to get back, right? We do. Uh I got 3 and i hope it's oh, bigger I team. hope it's not another 111 week. <laughs> which I guess that's better than 0-3, knock on wood somewhere, but... Uh, yeah. You're on the board. On uh, the board. Uh, ah. Well, first, let me get this out of the way. Go
0: for it.
2: Matt, get me a plane ticket. We're going west coast, buddy. We're riding with the Rams. Mm. All
1: right? Yes, sir. Let's ride that way.
2: Cooper Cup? Cooper? Cooper Cup? Cooper Troopa? Cooper, Cooper, Trooper. They've been fantastic with him back. It's like uh, who Puka Nuku? Who was it? Cup, 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 Puka Nuka? <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic again. All right. They're just a better team. It, the Steelers think, like you said, you already said it all. I don't have to say anything else. Uh nope, nobody's on Cleveland. Nobody yeah. wants Cleveland this week. You guys think oh, Minshew wow. Magic is gonna cover that three after they just beat the Niners? It's who a letdown. Letdown it feels like a letdown. Let down, yeah. then let me down. <laughs> Cleveland Brown Town. All right?
0: Now, see, I feel like you're chasing. I feel like you're chasing
2: them now. You're chasing that tail a little bit. That's fine. Wolf, <laughs> that's wolf. fine. That's fine. Take me to the dog pound. That's all right. That's. I mean, come on. What? Minshew Magic is gonna really. Is that's a, two well, favorites. Two favorites. I told you pre-show. Joe Public. Okay. And this last one. Las Vegas is going to be on fire because the Aces just won their second championship in a row in the WNBA. Give me the Raiders. (laughs) Minus two and a half. Listen, you're talking about the Raiders got a backup quarterback. Haven't we talked about before that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't necessarily much of a difference in terms of a backup quarterback? The Raiders are just a better team. Justin Fields is not playing. If Justin Fields is playing, I'm not touching this at all. I really don't want to touch it, regardless. Um, But the narrative here is Las Vegas is going to be ablaze. I should probably book a plane ticket right now because Vegas Aces uh, second championship in a row. Asia Wilson, fantastic. They won with like the best play, like two of the best players injured, didn't even play. Beat the Liberty. Uh, I know it's up in Chicago. It's going to be a little cold, but come on. Devontae Adams. Ryan Hoyer's He's not afraid
0: of the cold.
2: He's played in the cold before. I don't know if you're familiar, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there before, okay? And, the, you know, I, honestly, sometimes I get it. Um, and, Dan, you're 6-0 and all in the, under the weather, so you, you're you the weatherman, all right? You got your degree mm-hmm. in meteorology, I know, okay? Yeah. But these are professional athletes. It really shouldn't come down to such a thing of, like, it's too cold for these guys. Right. If the weather is really bad, like strong winds, it's downpouring, it's snowing. Sure, but when it's just cold outside, it's it's just not. It's inside versus outside. Two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And, and the you, you taught me now that the quarterback for Chicago lost to Southern or mater.
0: I knew it was over by then. I, like- I had
2: I had it question mark, and then I heard that and I go get out of town. Get out of here! There's no way we're not doing it. So that's um that's it. We're hopefully uh, not a one one and one, but hopefully not worse than that. So that's your bet. The name
0: I I can't believe you have. I mean, like I can't believe you have the Bears now. Like with Tyson Bajan, like like that's so hard. A game just going just no with like Hoyer. Yeah, he's old, but like he was moving the ball. Even Aiden O'Connell, like that dude was good. Like he, he was playing good too. The rookie, if no, they put he him in there, was like not. He in was the preseason. Horrible. In the preseason, he was fantastic. Now he's going up against basically the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn, damn. Um, look, high variance game. That's a high variance game. That's all that it is. is. It's tough.
0: Winds of uh, ten to 15, 10 mile an hour winds, fifty-five degrees, mostly clear. That's the. Chicago. Oh, that's
2: that's not What's the difference?
0: We yeah, can go to the backyard bad. right I,
1: now. I need not more bad. bear weather. I need more bear-like weather.
0: Yeah, that's a little bit easy for Vegas. I like the Vegas Aces plan. I kind of like, kind of oh, like
2: that. Oh, I have to pick a narrative. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. I gotta basically throw the stats and metrics out the window, and I have <laughs> to find a narrative. Okay, so but I love it. Hopefully, Vegas is they burn it to the ground. Uh, and then they build the new, just put up more new casinos because they got <laughs> enough room out there. So yeah,
0: they do. That they do. Uh, okay, that's it and that's all, Maddie. You want to run it down for us?
1: Let's run it down. We got an arm wrestling match. We got Dyson <laughs> Bagent going against the Southern Connecticut Owls. I mean the Raiders plus two and a half, uh, Giants plus three at home <laughs> against. The Manders, uh, the Rams minus three at home gets the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Los Angeles chargers plus five and a half against the Kansas city chiefs and Baltimore minus three against everybody's favorite Detroit lions. And the magic money line parlay is chargers and giants. Fire the cannons,
0: Tampa Bay minus two and a half is number five. That's our pick Baltimore minus three in the mind melt against the lions here, uh, I love torture. Catch the falling knife. New England plus eight and a half against the Bills. We have to be at rock bottom. Another shock therapy mind meld. We're mind melding. We're telepathy. We're, there's got to be some superhero that can do that, right? Chargers plus eight plus five and a half uh, on the road in Kansas City, and then fly Eagles fly baby. Happy wife, happy life. Chicago, uh, the Chicago. God bless it. Philadelphia minus two and a half. At home Sunday night against Miami. The under the weather is Washington at the Giants under 37 and a half. And the bet the narrative, the triple bet the narrative, the triple favorite public bet the narrative, Rams minus three, Browns minus three, Vegas would have been minus three, but it's minus two and a half for the Aces for the bet the narrative this week. Pretty
1: good. I feel better about it than I did pre-show. I feel better about it, you know, talking about I it now. I
0: always do. I talking always way, do. Way through it, it. You know. Okay. Talked ourselves into it. Can't talk ourselves out of it. We'll see you Sunday, Maddie.
1: Let's ride. Let's do it. Let's ride oh, in a while, no. Let's ride.
0: Oh, he's done it now. Now he's done it. Taking the Broncos plus one and a half. Lewis, we'll see you uh, around the bend, my friend. Thank you.
2: Of course, when Matt says that, he means let's ride the waves. West Coast. We're going West Coast. Ah, we're, yes, we're, yeah.
1: yes. Good no, i throw throwing up the I got you. Woogity, I got woogity, woogity, woogity you. with Ray Mundo.
2: Oh, hey. <laughs> Squid, is Good, throwback. <laughs> Good throwback.
1: Good throwback. A little
0: rocket power. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you every week for listening to The Sunday Card. You can catch the pics on X or Twitter uh, on, at The Sunday Card every Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Make sure you listen on Sports Country as well, and then wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, wherever it is, we appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week for week number eight. We're already halfway through the year. The last week of October is next week. Gentlemen, I bid you a fond farewell. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to this week seven edition of The Sunday Card. The Sunday Card podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11:30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.